The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Hi, good afternoon, and welcome to Leadership Matters. Um, I'm Jenny Fruma with Elpert Jewish Family and Children's Service here in Florida, and I bring you greetings and warm, sunny weather. Today we have a really fabulous show planned. We're going to have a number of guests. Um, today's title is The Real Leadership Deal. And you're going to learn more about why this is, in fact, such a deal, but also, obviously, how leadership really matters. Today, I have, for now, uh, this segment, a guest with me, Andre Howard. And Andre is the Vice President of Intellectual Capital at the Alliance for Children and Families. So, so Andre, thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, a little bit more about um, the Intellectual Capital Division at the Alliance for Children and Families. I have been, uh, as part of our agency, Elbert Jewish Family and Children's Service, we have been a member of the Alliance for probably the past five or six years. Um, couldn't be happier in terms of the value that we receive. But, Andre, I wonder if you would let the listeners know about the Alliance and particularly what you do there. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, well, I have been with the Alliance for Children and Families for about six years now. And um, basically the Alliance is a, a membership association that really uh, provides a number of services to uh, private nonprofit service organizations throughout the uh, United States. And... and um, Really, we are focused uh, uh, on a long-term um, foundation, and we really want to achieve what we call this long-term social uh, impact. And I think we'll be using impact a, a number of times throughout the show because impact really is couched around um, leadership. So when we think about some of our uh, primary venues that we focus on here at the Alliance, um, through our membership, you know, we're talking about such things as uh, uh, trying to reduce uh, the number of folks who live in poverty, trying to um, increase the value of our network through uh, empowering leaders throughout our, our network, um, you know, thinking about how we help our members uh, achieve their own mission statements, uh, um, you know, how we address certain things such as um, you know, safe and healthy living for those who are being served through our members and, and educational and employment opportunities and success. And so uh, really the alliance, you know, I kind of define it as an effective intermediary uh, that we serve with our members, and, and really we are a partner uh, in this process of really uh, trying to do good 
uh, in the many communities and neighborhoods that our members are uh, located throughout uh, in, in the states. And so that's kind of the primary focus and premise of what the Alliance does. And I happen to be uh, fortunate to um, be in the role of really directing and driving uh, a lot of our leadership development, um, and particularly around um, some of the uh, um, we call it the main ingredients that we certainly have learned that high impact leaders need to have, and certainly we'll share some of that too later in the show. But certainly, you know, responsible for making sure we've got a continuum of leadership offerings um, and services that our members can access. Because uh, again, when we think about what truly is needed for um, uh, an organization to be high impact is, of course, a high impact leader. Uh, and, you know, the, um, the, the formula has changed over the years, and, and, and so we have really geared ourselves up here at the Alliance. And, again, a testament to you, Jenny, and to your organization. I think you've engaged fully about what high impact truly means and what it's all about. So, so our focus is really putting together a number of uh, networking opportunities, learning opportunities. Uh, those learnings come through our conferences, through our webinars and workshops. Uh, they come through online venues. They come on. They come through networking, sharing, resource sharing amongst our members um, in a way that again really drives towards uh, having high impact. And that's uh, kind of what my uh, role is in terms of really delivering on on that leadership impact um, promise. Uh, and we are fortunate to have with us under the Alliance a camp um, a number of uh, grant opportunities that we uh, certainly give and, and offer to our members. We have a wonderful evaluation and research team that helps to uh, codify some of what we do uh, through our leadership uh, offerings and impact. Uh, we have a wonderful uh, Families in Society journal. Uh, it's a scholarly journal that really highlights some of the great work that uh, our nonprofits do across this country. Um, and we, you know, we are also joined uh, by um, our civic engagement that really talks about giving authentic voice and our public policy office uh, in D.C. And so all of this comes together to really um, push out the door what we call intellectual capital. And it's really for our membership and really for the greater of the nonprofit human service sector. I mean, we don't mind sharing. I think that's probably um, one of the key ingredients in terms of, uh, of what makes us um, uh, successful to some degrees because we have a great partnership with our members, but also because we do share. And this is, uh, as we think about leadership, it really is about sharing. Um, and so... Uh, Intellectual capital is defined by those various venues, and again, uh, a lot of great work that's taking place uh, throughout this country, and, and I love when we can highlight that work because, again, it really um, speaks to uh, those leaders within those organizations who are connecting, who are engaging, uh, who get it, and who simply know at the end of the day, uh, it is about impact, and it's about relevancy. And so, uh, Jenny, I'll just end this part by saying that Two key critical questions that we're always asking and really pushing our leadership to understand uh, is, uh, you know, am I having impact? And, and number two, um, am I relevant? Uh, in, in other words, if I were to close the doors of my organization today, would I be missed? If I were gone today as an individual, as a leader, would I be missed? I mean, I think those are 
questions we should certainly examine, and I think those are things we certainly should push uh, ourselves to answer because we need to continue on the track of having impact and being relevant uh, in what we do because at the end of the day, that's what counts. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that overview, uh, and even though I've been involved with the Alliance professionally for so many years, it is quite overwhelming and also very humbling to think about everything that you do. It almost sounds too good to be true, yeah. and yet I can attest to it. Right, right. Um, because you, um, you know, the staff, the professionals that we come into contact with are really all about taking leadership roles. Um, and I think, Jenny, you bring up another good point again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about, you know, we can't do this by ourselves. I mean, no one, I mean, you talk about, again, effective and impactful leadership. It's not about you. It's about how well you're able to transcend beyond yourself, beyond your organization, and connecting with others. And I think uh, that just speaks to the power of the network and speaks to, again, partners such as mm-hmm. yourself and others who really understand this and, and do this uh, in a unified way because that's really mm-hmm. the way to make it happen. So Yeah, and my experience with other membership organizations is so much more like a trade, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, sure. but it's much more like a trade kind of show or trade organization where occasionally people share their wares or learn from one another or get together once a year. Um, but this goes totally mm-hmm. away from that and really talks to how people are engaged and how information isn't just shared, but their communities of learning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and again, that's, that's another important uh, variable that we also uh, certainly think is important because, I mean, the, the learning, the sharing, the cohort learning groups, the community of practices that, uh, you know, uh, folks can, can get together and share and, 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 and transfer knowledge and, and share knowledge and research, I think that also is, is part of, again, uh, just, again, putting together a strong foundation of what leadership is all about. Um, and, and again, it's a, a, a great sign of, 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 a, of a great leader, someone who's willing to share. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you've got knowledge and competency, skill sets, but it's also about sharing that with the rest of those in your universe and to, to, to make them effective and impactful as well. So absolutely agree with you, Jenny, on that one. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit, little bit about the kind of membership, how many organizations are part of the, the network as partners? Yeah, we have um, roughly about 335 members across the country, and uh, again, our members are serving um, from uh, you know children, uh, families, older adults, and, and in between. And so, uh, we uh, are we again we're fortunate enough to have some of uh, some very innovative and creative organizations who uh, certainly understand what it means to you know have a, an effective foster care program, for example, but uh, to also understand that that foster care program has to be more than just a foster care program. There has to be connections. There has to be links. There has to be some creativity in terms of the programming, in terms of how children age out of foster care, in terms of how children are taken care of while in foster care. There has to be, has to be some innovative thinking in terms of funding 
uh, for those programs. And so, you know, we serve members who certainly go above and beyond the fray and not just providing services, but, you know, really providing services in a way that um, certainly sustains the organization, but more importantly, sustains the individuals who are being served. And um, I think about, you know, a number of, of programs that our members have implemented and uh, have created uh, and really are pushing the button in terms of going beyond of what's required. And I think, you know, it's more than transactional uh, for many of our members. It's really transformational. And so uh, we have a number of members, again, uh, in the States. We have three in Canada, so I guess that makes us international to some degree, <laughs> uh, members that. as well. Um, <laughs> and, uh, again, they do a great job uh, day in, day out. Uh, you know, again, program service array is, again, anything from foster children to older adult programming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to kinship care, family finding, um, to uh, anti-poverty programs such as our Ways to Work program that we also uh, are fortunate enough to uh, have be, uh, to be a part of some of our members as well. So we, we kind of run the gamut in terms of programs and services, but more importantly, um, the innovation and creativity, I think, is uh, also key amongst our membership. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're going to go to a break in just a couple of minutes, but I wonder if you could also talk about the partnerships that you have beyond the member organizations. Sure, sure. So we have, uh, there's a couple of ways to look at that. Um, We have um, uh, partnerships uh, on several venues. So let me talk about the partnerships within uh, the alliance. So, for example, we have our Ways to Work program, which is our, we we call it our anti-poverty program. And this basically uh, is giving folks an opportunity to um, purchase a vehicle at a very low or no interest uh, loan rate. Um, where we're putting people um, uh, into cars, vehicles, so they have ways to get to work, uh, take care of child care, those kinds of things. Uh, we have a partner um, also called UNCA, United Neighborhood Centers of America, which really resonates around our neighborhood uh, revitalization work um, and really is focused on, again, thinking about how we empower our communities and neighborhoods, and so that's another partnership that we have. We have a partnership with what we call FEI Behavioral Health Services, and they provide a lot of our a lot of EAP services and and crisis services, and so they are also a partner of ours mm-hmm. um, uh, within our network, and, and have provided a number of EAP services for our members as well as for uh, f- uh, folks above right. either our membership as right. well. And Andre, I'm going to have to oh. ask you to hold the rest sure. of your thoughts. We're going to go to a commercial break and come back and pick up where we just left off. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. 
That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. What are the reasons that over three-quarters of small businesses fail within three years? Why do 70% of U.S. women-owned businesses make less than $50,000 a year? What causes mid-sized companies to stagnate? Although today many fundamentals of business remain the same, there are critical current changes that are not being acknowledged, and the result is costly. Tune in to Moving Forward with host Jen Sabin. We'll discuss the core reasons and plans of action to keep your business moving forward. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hi, and welcome back to Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. I'm Jenny Frumer. I'm your guest. Uh, rather, I'm your host for today, and I'd like to just uh, reintroduce Andre Howard, who is one of our guests this afternoon. Howard is the Vice President of Intellectual Capital at the Alliance for Children and Families. Has uh, His bio is available on the site, and he has um, been talking with us about some of the partnerships is where we left off that the Alliance has. Yes, yeah, with, uh, yeah, other organizations. Yep, absolutely. You can see I get excited about this kind of uh, discussion as well because mm-hmm. you know it ties these partnerships tie so well into again uh, what it truly means to be high impact leaders uh, is you have to have great partners and, and again as before the break we talked a little bit about some of our uh, our internal uh, partners uh, amongst our family uh, you know some of the external partners would include uh, organizations such as Open Minds which is kind of a market research and management council firm and they do a lot with our members in terms of thinking about behavioral health care issues and they put on some great um, uh, institutes and workshops around strategic planning and uh, just thinking outside the box. Another one I'll mention is Bridgeband Group um, and we've had a, a very fruitful relationship with the Bridgeband Group which are uh, folks who have really worked on some of our uh, society's most important challenges uh, in terms of creating pathways to opportunities for disadvantaged population and, and civic engagement and environmental sustainability. And so we've done a number of things with them, putting together some leadership development papers, white papers, and doing some research around several venues as well. So, uh, you know, those are just a couple of, of, of really of our high-level partners that we uh, have connected to as well. 
Mm-hmm. And what's so fabulous about the Alliance in terms of a membership organization is that we, as member organizations, really benefit from that. So um, having access to information, having access to reports that you mentioned, the white papers, um, first-hand knowledge of who, for example, some of those people are at the conference. We mm-hmm. haven't even spoken about the annual conference. Absolutely. Um, being able to to engage with and learn from. And then we've been talking about impact and leadership. I think that for Jewish Family and Children's Service, having the opportunity to be a member alliance and having access to uh, a lot of these programs, if you will, and a lot of this information is I want us to talk about an executive leadership institute that you're going to be, uh, it's an annual mm-hmm. institute, but that you're going to be starting up again in May. Um, it goes beyond just the immediacy. It really is, for example, you mentioned civic engagement earlier mm-hmm. and some of the aging uh, components and projects that you do. Elpa Jewish Family and Children's Service received some mini grants as just, just to pilot mm-hmm. some ideas mm-hmm. around aging issues. And we have a full-blown program now that started out just from a, a small pilot program. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, right. Just having some of that leverage to get something going can be and have ultimately huge impact. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's a good point. I mean, you know, it started out as a pilot, and I think uh, uh, hopefully Howard Garvel, who will join us later, he was, in fact, um, um, one of the early folks in the, in, in the Institute um, pilot project that's just bloomed over these years mm-hmm. uh, to, to again, like you said, a full program that's really uh, taken off. And, and you know, you, you spoke of partnerships. You know, University of Michigan, uh, obviously is one of those other partners that we have too. We, we, we do the Institute, which is basically a two-year program. Um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of um, water it down when I call it a, a two-year nonprofit uh, certificate program because it's more than that. It, it's really about, again, engaging leaders and, and, and giving them what they need to truly be successful uh, at the end of the day. So this is a two-year program we have um, with the University of Michigan, in fact, with the schools of social work and the schools of business. We work together, and we really craft a wonderful curriculum um, and, and so students come on campus, University of uh, Michigan, Ann Arbor campus, uh, one week um, for um, two years consecutively, uh, and they are just um, um, uh, presented with a number of practitioners, faculty, uh, thought leaders, um, um, uh, and just leaders in general who just uh, across the gambit talk a lot about leadership and management um, and really just have taken those students to another level once they get done with them. And, and, and so, you know, uh, we have a powerful program that's planned for this year. Again, great curriculum. Um, we're going to have topics on, you know, um, sector crosswork. Um, for leaders, we're going to talk a lot about social media. We're going to talk a little bit about visioning, um, a little bit about strategic leadership, uh, board governance, storytelling. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about servant leadership. I mean, so we just, for this whole week, uh, expose uh, these students to a number of, of ideas and thoughts. And some, you know, maybe they never heard of, never been exposed to, but it's, again, another way to, again, push the envelope a little bit and to exp- and expand the knowledge base as well. And so um, we're really excited about this upcoming institute that takes place uh, May 5th um, through May 10. And then, of course, after that's over, they work on a 
project that's uh, important to themselves as leaders, uh, that's important to the nonprofit human service sector, uh, and that really pushes, again, their own leadership development um, in terms of that process. And so we really have had some neat projects across the board over the years coming from the Institute. Uh, and again, we're, we're just so excited, again, that it's uh, just about upon us. And um, and here we go again. And so, yeah, and I I can attest to all of that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I actually am a graduate of the Executive uh, Leadership Institute, uh, 2010, which was a fabulous experience for us, for the, our organization. So while I attended <laughs> the actual uh, institute, I can honestly tell you that every year for those two years after I left. I was so wowed by the faculty that I know there are people in more formal program, degree programs that don't have access to that kind of faculty. And uh, the project that I did, we're going to hear from a couple of other people in the program, but the the program that I did was an an appreciative inquiry process around sustainability. And actually, we now have a blueprint for sustainability that we at the organization here at El Jewish Family and Children's Service have been working off for the last three years that also kind of dovetails and aligns with our strategic plan. Oh, wow. So that you talk about impact, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Taking those learnings from that, going back and really making it happen in your own communities. I mean, that's what the Institute has really been about. That's what continues to transform itself. You know, the other thing that you bring up too is the you know the power of transformational leadership I mean you know I think sometimes transformational leadership is an overused word but I think we need to truly understand what transformational leadership is really all about I mean it's certainly about impact but it's about being your authentic selves and I think um, that's the power of, of being transformational I mean when you can reach the uh, the height of what it means to be truly transformational it's about being who you are as a leader and comfortable in being that leader and being able to direct and engage and inspire uh, and to influence and to push others around you. I mean, that's really the essence of transformational leadership is is being authentic. And I think the Institute uh, speaks well in terms of bringing the authentic selves of folks who go through that two-year program out in a very bold way where, you know, you're comfortable in your skin, you're comfortable in your environment, you love the challenge, you love the ambiguity, you love the complexities because you uh, have a skill set of competency set that certainly can deal with those kinds of things. So, you know, I think in all of this conversation around impact, we also have to be mindful of our our, our authentic selves and, and being able to shine and being able to be who we are and to be comfortable uh, in that skin um, to do those kinds of things, which I think is important as well. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, from from, and I also get really excited about this stuff, so I really share your passion because... It, it happens, I think, all too often that we really feel and find ourselves in a vacuum. Right, yes. And um, what I love about the Executive Leadership Institute is that we now have a board mm-hmm. uh, of alumni, if you will, mm-hmm. who are engaged in making and staying in touch with other alumni. Uh, who obviously want to promote the program, but more than that, have created that community of learning. Yeah, right, absolutely. So if I, as a nonprofit, am facing something, I can reach out to a whole bunch of colleagues who are not in my immediate community, Mm -hmm. but who can 
um, I can trust because we've shared some serious experience and serious knowledge base to be able to reach out and say, what do you think about this? Or how could I do this better? And um, that becomes invaluable as a leader who's trying to really make an impact. Right, absolutely. I mean, Ginny, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't, isn't that what really matters? I mean, you know, how, you know, how much you've done, how much you've affected and changed humanity, how much you've touched humanity. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the high impact leader needs to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, that is what truly counts. I mean, you know, as we go through our day, sometimes of just rustling through, uh, tasks and, and activities, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, touching humanity and changing humanity and the power that uh, high-impact leaders can have in terms of changing humanity. I mean, it's about being able to touch out and to to, to reach out to others. And and I would draw a parallel process between building community and impacting community and how we as leaders are willing to um, build ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's a powerful feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, and I think that's you know again it speaks to again um, the whole change agent that takes place through this institute that uh, that happens is that you know people do feel empowered to to go back and to make those changes and to help influence others and again to know that you know you you have a, a tool resource kit you you have a, a certain skill set that you're developed and you're developing that can really have some powerful impact on communities mm-hmm. and neighborhoods right. and at the end of the day. It's about those uh, those children, right. those adults, those families that we right. serve. Right. So, Andre, we're going to take another commercial break right okay. now. And when we return, we are going to have uh, two guests with us, which are who I'll introduce at that time. And uh, we'll be right back. the boardroom to you voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hi, welcome back. Um, This is Jenny Frumer from Florida. And I'm going to introduce in my guest, Karen Evans and Shatanya Langford. Let me tell you about Karen. Karen has been a professional for the past 18 years in service to children and families. She is the Chief Operating Officer with Five Acres Boys and Girls Aid Society of Los Angeles County. Karen has a, mas- a BA in organizational development and a master's in public administration. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so pleased you're with us, as well as you, Shatanya Langford. Shatanya is the program director for Presley Ridge in Delaware. Um, Shatanya has a bachelor's of science degree in sociology with a concentration in corrections from Towson University. And you are a licensed clinical social worker, and you have a master's degree also um, from Delaware State University in social work. Yes. And you've been in the field 15 years. Yes. Okay, so I'm not going to add up all of our years of service together, (laughs) all four of us on the phone right now. No, don't do that. (laughs) But I am really excited that you've joined us, Shatanya and Karen. We've been talking about the ELI program, the Executive Leadership Institute program um, that kind of started as an idea and was a pilot and is now huge with the partnership with the University of Michigan School of Social Work and the uh, Ross School of Business. So I and our listeners, I know, are interested in hearing about your experience with ELI. So Karen, would you go first and kind of talk with us, and hopefully we'll have some dialogue going. Very good. Well, I am a fairly recent alum from ELI, just finishing in May of 2012. And I have to tell you, I am stepping away to have this interview from an extension of the project that started at ELI. Our organization has um, the wisdom to consider ELI in leadership. So I am not the first, and I don't expect I'll be the last. But my two weeks of time in Michigan and the two years around that time have, I think, provided our organization the needed support in its change process that we are currently sort of midway um, in 
and has also shored me up as a leader who can sort of be much, much more ambidextrous and able to transition in the face of some difficult looks at what the transition could have been. Mm-hmm. So I think I've been challenged to grow differently mm-hmm. and uh, inspired by some of my colleagues who were also growing differently, but you don't always get the chance to sit in those um, extended time frames to really learn and know one another better in this field. So it was really beneficial on my external networking side to learn and know more about others and the work that they do. Mm-hmm. And then to take my project development experience over those two weeks with those experts who were surrounding us and embedding knowledge in us and using that information to really be catalytic for the project that I'd chosen for this um, this ELI experience. As I said, it's still going on. I stepped away from a two-week intensive that we've got going on downstairs to have this call, which is, again, more fruit on the tree of our project. Well, I really appreciate you being here mm-hmm. with us. Um, and I think, we, you know, we were talking about leadership and impact, and um, it sounds like this has really had an impact on your career. Yes, as a matter of fact. I went in as, I think, Director of Program Development. Mm-hmm. And I come out as the Chief Operating Officer. I think that's a nice spread, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and, and Andre, I'm going to ask you this question later on because I think that the Executive Leadership Institute has impacted positively a number of people's careers who have gone through the program. Yes. But right now, I really want to um, ask Shatanya to talk about your experience at ELI. Well, thank you, Jenny. Similar to Karen, I had a great experience with the ELI and the program that it offered. Um, my particular project allowed me to propel my organization from a very narrow frame and scope of work that we do, and they really allowed me to open it up um, and broaden our scope, and that made us more resilient in the most recent um, economic trying times that we were having. Um, But more importantly for me, professionally, just being a way to tech the ability to step away from my day-to-day, go into a group with individuals in administration in the nonprofit sector and just talk about issues that are impacting us and just being able to, you know, glean from them their specialties and also help refine me as a professional. So I know for not only my organization, but I know personally and professionally I've benefited a great deal from ELI. Hmm. And what was your project? Um, I worked on a project that broadened my program. I came into the state of Delaware about seven years ago, and the organization had just one service, um, only working for a narrow group of clients. But I saw the need that if we were going to stay financially um, fit and able, and if we were going to follow up on our mission that says we serve all children and all families, why are we narrow in what we do? So I really challenge my organization to say, if this is what we say we do, it's about time we do it. So I was able to expand our service array from just one single service to up to eight services in one year. Um, So it made us a lot more um, flexible, nimble, especially when trying times with contract negotiations were going on. We could now present ourselves that we're just not, you know, a one-type agency, that we Mm -hmm. can serve, like our mission says, any child or any family that enters our door. And I understand that you won the organization's Distinguished Service Award in 2011. I did. At Presley Ridge. And you also received the Presley Ridge Entrepreneurial Leadership Award. Right. I know I I say that funny. (laughs) 
I know. And it, and I can say that both of those awards came from uh, my organization taking a chance with me and allowing me to do this project, and then they actually saw the benefits of um, broadening our array, what it actually brought to the organization. Um, so I was able to do that not just in Delaware, but with the one that I was received in 2011, I was able to duplicate some of those same services in our District of Columbia office as well. So, I, you know, I made it clear that to everyone that, you know, it's not just regional-wide. It's based on the needs of that community that we're in, and I think that's was something that was very important for us as an organization. I told you that this um, episode would be about the real leadership deal mm-hmm. because we really are describing and discussing impact yes. and the impact that leaders can have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Karen, stepping away from your group, I really appreciate we, Do you feel comfortable telling us what that project is? I'd love Where's to. Where's the top secret? It's top secret, and I'd love to share. <laughs> we, are, we are in a change process, and I don't know that there is any organization anywhere that isn't. Right. Uh, we are taking it on uh, pretty aggressively, though, and we've instituted this um, quality improvement process called Kaizen. Mm. It, 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 it really asks you to really examine the issue to define the problem accurately and then to look at the options of deploying resources to solutions that make the most sense strategically. So we've got downstairs in our, in our meeting room about 12 agency leaders across the organization, uh, and um, myself and the CFO are part of this group. It's a co- an eclectic mix of leaders who are looking at a specific contract maximization problem for the organization that has uh, incredible depth in terms of its potential impact. But more importantly, it asks us to figure out how to understand what our problem is really, really clearly and then explore through an incredibly detailed peeling process how we might express a solution for intended impact. We have in past shoot, you know, we've shot up ideas mm-hmm. in brainstorming without really measuring with data what the impact of that idea would have across the organization. I want to just crash. In this, you want, <laughs> in this <laughs> process, we really, the walls are lined. <laughs> People are, are, are really having robust dialogue. We have learned more. We're in day three. We've learned more in three days than we have in a year uh-huh. about a particular approach to the work that we've been doing and about what we could potentially do and pitch back on Friday morning at a collective meeting with all leaders. So then we come back in the following week with the feedback from the large leader group to frame that in and then to look more broadly at the full contract maximization experience here in the agency. It's an intense, short, abbreviated, concentrated time, Uh, which says you're going to spend the time on something. uh Why not spend it on thinking about how to do it right? Right. And I have to tell you, ladies, that the time is over. The segment went like a blink. It did. Um. I really am so excited, and this sounds like such exciting, really powerful stuff that you've both been involved with um, and maybe has roots in ELI. Andre, these may be stories to further mine here. Oh, absolutely. Um, But Karen and Shatanya, I cannot thank you enough for joining us, and I really appreciate you being guests on Leadership Matters. Thank you. Thank Thank you you both so much. So, Andre. Yes. Um, 
I want to do just ask you one question about ELI. How do we get to our leadership to beg? How do we get to influence the decision makers as to why a program like this might be so important? Okay. Well, I think um, I think I think the, the the key here is. You know, I always tell people to look at the facts. I mean, you know, again, so I, I go back to the the data-driven piece. I mean, the facts speak for themselves. And so for those who are thinking about the Institute and really have to convince their leaders to, to allow them to come to this Institute, I think, you know, the, 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 pudding, the proof's in the pudding. And so I, I would encourage those um, leaders to look at what we've done, look at what's been produced, um, to you know the testimonials without me being there, uh, uh, and ask and ask, you know ask the questions. I mean, has this really helped you? I think the facts speak for themselves, and so <clears throat> you can't knock the facts um, if it's. I think that's the key. So. Mm-hmm. So we're going to break and go to commercial and come back. And um, Howard Garvel is going to join us. Thank you for listening to Leadership Matters. We will be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact InnoVisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and -and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for information purposes only. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. really going on in Washington. Listen as two of Washington's most experienced insiders, Howard Marlowe and Michael Willis, divulge the strategies of the key players affecting legislation and policy matters every week on The Inner Loop. Unlike most talk shows, which feature hosts that have little to no experience working with the federal government, The Inner Loop is hosted by two professionals who actively work to influence federal policy on a daily basis. The Inner Loop is heard live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are 
listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hi, this is Jenny Frumer, and welcome back to Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. Um, today we're talking about the real leadership deal, and we've had a couple of guests on the show, and Andre Howard is still here with me from the Alliance for Children and Families, and also Howard Garvel, who has just joined us. Hi, Howard. Hi, Jenny. Welcome. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about Howard. He has been with Child and Family Service since 2006. And um, I know I'm not going to say this right. You're from Hawaii, from (laughs) Ohana. Oahu. Oh, Oahu. Oahu is the island and our organization is headquartered in Eva Beach. It's E-W-A, but people... When, who don't know Hawaiian think that spells Iwa, but it's uh, it's Eva. The W and you, is. I knew I would get that P. right, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. And you've also served as the president and chief executive officer at the Village for Families and Children in Hartford, Connecticut. Now, how would you bring an additional thirty-seven years of experience? And so, I've lost count now. Between us all, we were saying on the phone. Um, we don't want to add it up between us all, but you are a board member of and past president of the Executive Leadership Institute Alumni Connections, and welcome. And uh, I would love to hear from you, Howard, about your original experience with ELI, because I understand you were one of its first graduates. That's right. That's right. Uh, the Back then, we were the... Uh, Executive Management Institute, and uh, and so we were part of a first class, and I think uh, it was a real uh, kind of peak experience, I think, for a number of us uh, in that first class, and you know, over two-year period, uh, we still have incredible bonds with a few of the a few of the classmates. Uh, when we can see each other maybe once a year at an annual conference, we'll, we'll reconnect and it's like old times. And, uh, we, a number of us, uh, went through a journey in the first two years where, uh, we were, uh, not in the CEO position in our organizations, but, uh, we were contemplating, uh, putting our hat in the ring for a CEO position. And by the second year, uh, three of our members had become CEOs, uh, mm-hmm. two, in their, uh, two in different organizations and one, like myself, uh, in my own organization. And I think the, uh, having that peak experience at that critical point in our careers where we were uh, moving to the CEO position uh, was incredibly valuable. And since then, we've had a number of other uh, colleagues from ELI who uh, uh, started out in the program uh, in a 
uh, senior executive leadership role and then moved into the CEO position. And it's also a great program for those who are not contemplating the move to a CEO position. So I think it really captures uh, the diverse needs of leaders uh, in our nonprofit organizations and uh, where leadership, I think, today is uh, more critical than ever. Mm-hmm. And what other kinds of uh, ways does your organization interact with or engage with the Alliance? Oh, yeah. We uh, just sent a uh, newer leader to the Senior Leadership Conference, and they have a new initiative, fairly new initiative there, where they have their Rising Leaders Scholarship Program. And my new leader applied, and I agreed to be a mentor to her. And she fortunately was selected, and so she got her conference, I think, fee waived. Uh, And uh, it's a great opportunity to develop someone new in our organization who is Mm -hmm. uh, just stepping into a senior leadership role. And I think we in the nonprofit, particularly the human services sector really have, I think, some challenges ahead of us with the uh, boomer leaders, myself included, although I am a lagging boomer. Um, In terms of the next, you know, few years, whatever that might be for people to be exiting, and what are we doing about those emerging leaders and opportunities? So the scholarship and the rising leaders are a great way to engage potentially new leaders, emerging leaders in our organizations. Yes, and there are uh, not just nonprofits, but for-profit companies that, that look around and they see that their executive leadership team uh, are all boomers and they're all looking at uh, a time limit to their engagement at that role. I mean, really, the there's only so much shelf life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and it can be uh, a rude awakening to some of those mm-hmm. organizations that they haven't really started to think about how they bring in the next generation of leaders. It's, mm-hmm. uh, that was one of the things amongst many that I came back from the Executive Leadership Institute with a greater appreciation of was how we really needed now to be working. And nonprofits and particularly human service organizations, I think, are not really focused on this is succession planning, not just the executive level, but throughout the organization. Yes. I think so, and I think, you know, we talk about doing succession planning for different layers of the organization Mm -hmm. so that we are focusing on on leadership development in that kind of way, and uh, you don't want to be in a position where suddenly a key leader is gone and you you don't have anyone you're grooming. And, you know, we can do some things by recruiting from outside the organization, and sometimes that's a better choice. But Mm -hmm. more often, when we can develop from within, the talent from within, it is uh, really better for us. And uh, they know the organization, Mm -hmm. they know the community, uh, they know the staff, and it sends a key message to our staff that we are about developing people, that we are mm-hmm. interested in their growth and development. And, you know, there aren't uh, necessarily 
a huge number of people in our organizations who want to move into an executive leadership track, but we need to encourage their development and what they think they may want when they start out and what they end up finding they want may change over time. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd end up in administration. I thought I'd be a clinical social worker the rest of my life. Right. I think that's many of our experiences. Um, I know that we have, uh, as I was graduating, brought in a new leader as well, and then this current year's a third one. So our goal is to constantly have somebody who is at the Executive Leadership Institute for the same reasons that you've described. I think the continuity is really great. I think it creates that um, ability for for them, the two who are there, one the first year and one the second year. So as one graduates, a new one comes in. Yeah, that's that, really nice to do. And it's really rich for the organization Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Um, Andre, any comments? I just chime in. I think, again, both of you are great examples of, again, what truly high-impact leadership is all about. It's about, again, pushing and sharing and connecting, and I think you both have done and demonstrated that quite well in terms of your commitment to uh, the Institute and and as well as other venues within your organization. So my hat's off to both of you because you both are certainly uh, great examples of what I consider to be high-impact leadership. So. Well, thank you, Andre. Yeah, thank you, Andre. Thank you. Um, Andre, this would be your opportunity to talk about if anyone's interested in the Alliance or specifically the Executive Leadership Institute, um, how to reach you, how to get, you know, what what are some of the upcoming events, and then how would, make sure you jump in at some point as well with some last thoughts that you might have before we're done with this episode. Um, so people can contact me, um, uh, you Howard at Alliance One, the number one dot org. That's you Howard at Alliance One dot org. Uh, I'm also uh, in the Twitter field as well. So it's hashtag Andre Howard, and Andre is spelled U N D R A Y E Howard. Hashtag Andre Howard. So certainly feel free to connect through uh, connect to me through that as well. And as you said, we've got a number of events that are, uh, all this information is on our website at alliance1.org. Uh, we have upcoming a roundtable for CFOs. We have uh, an agency executive leadership conference in the middle of May uh, taking place in Santa Fe, Mexico. Uh, we have a seasoned symposium for those who have been in their roles for 10 years or more. Uh, taking place, uh, again, back with our partner, University of Michigan. Um, and our national conference, of course, is in October, October 16 through 18. Um, and uh, that's going to be in wonderful Minneapolis, Minnesota. So there's information on our website right. about uh, how you can register for that as well. So. It is a fabulous website with incredibly rich information. Howard, I'm sorry, we're out of town. Um, we, this happens often where the segment comes up really fast. Yep. So I want to thank Howard, you very much, and you, Andre, as well, for being guests on the show. And uh, we hope to see you again next week, listeners. Listen in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. 
Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Oh, 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 oh,